welcome to Inspiration from the Couch. I'm Avery. I'm Jamie. And I'm Lucy. We are psychologists and moms. Join us as we discuss what we've figured out, what we've yet to figure out, and what there's just no figuring out. It's sure to be fun, and you may be inspired along the way. Welcome to our listeners. We are so glad to have you joining us. Today's podcast is called What So, and it's going to be structured a little differently than our normal gig. We're going to start with a beautiful reading, then we'll offer some journal prompts, and you can pause the podcast if you want to complete these, or you can hold on to them for later. And then Jamie Avery and I will discuss our experiences with the nuggets of wisdom from the reading. Feel free to get your journal and a pen ready so you can take some notes about your experience. So let's begin with a little centering, as we often spend our lives rushing frantically from one place to the next. Go ahead and get comfy, finding a place where you'll be able to take in what's being offered. Let's start with a few grounding breaths. Go ahead and take a big inhale. And a big exhale. Do that twice more on your own. What So by Warner Earhart. What So is always just what so. What so doesn't care what you think, feel, intend, or wish. It will not bend. You can be freaked out or driven over what so, and it won't change what so. If you're late for an appointment, Getting freaked out about it won't have you arrive any earlier. If you're having a bad day, being freaked out won't change what's so. That which you seek will not bring you satisfaction. Aligning with what's so will. When you're upset, you're never upset over what's so. What's so is just what's so, and you're upset. If your house burns down and you get upset, does it bring your house back? What so doesn't care if you're upset. It's up to you how you handle what so. There's no confusion in what so. When you don't know, you just don't know. There's no confusion there. There's nothing right or wrong about what so. What so is always open to different interpretations. There's always just what so, and then you have an interpretation. What scares you isn't what so, it's your interpretation. The interpretation is never true. What so is real, the interpretation is not. Who you're being is just who you're being, and what so doesn't care if you're happy with it or not, so why should you? When you're not being with what so, that's also just what so. Why should you concern yourself? Other people should always be the way they're being. If you think they shouldn't, that's your interpretation. Bring yourself back to what's so about them. Until you can be with what's so, you can't be with anything or anyone. You may have control over other people's what's so, but none over their interpretation. Give it up. If you take action or not, it's still just what's so. If it works out well or not, it's still just what's so. You can never make a right or wrong decision or take a right or wrong action. Whatever you do will always bring you more of what's so, and then you have an interpretation about it. Whatever you don't have, 
So what? Whatever you've done or thought in the past, again, so what? Whatever happens in the future is not to be feared. It's just going to be more of what's so. The challenge is to spend as much time in what's so as you can. The chatter in your head is more interpretation, and it has nothing to do with what's so. There's nothing wrong with the chatter. It's just you listening to a fantasy. The thought that there is something wrong is an illusion. There is nothing wrong. There is only what's so. Notice when you're comparing what's so to some fantasy of how it should be. Bring yourself back to what's so, and it will all be okay. Ask yourself what's so, and align with that. Align with what's so, and it will not matter. That is the foundation of transformation and satisfaction. Not aligning with what's so is the only thing that will ever bring hardship or suffering. Life and what's so will bring you harmony, grace, and balance. Ask yourself, what's so about your situation? Whew. Take a few moments to let that land. We invite you to pause the podcast so you can sit with this and even journal about it. And if you want to do that, here are a few journaling prompts to help guide you. So there are three of them. So the first is just generally speaking, what strikes you about the what's so reading? The second is what interferes with you aligning with what's so? And then the third prompt is what are your experiences and getting caught in interpretations? And do you notice any patterns here? So take as much time as you need, and we will be right here when you're ready to resume. And if you prefer to just keep trucking through the episode, keep listening as we dive into a discussion of what's so. All right. So Jamie and Avery, I'd love to hear your experiences with that reading. I think you've both heard it before, but I would love to hear kind of what comes up for you. I have read it and heard it before. And I think I love this reading because I do, it really resonates with me. And I love that it kind of keeps this rhythmic what's so throughout. And I even love the way that you read that of just kind of this like, almost that what's so is this like touch point and it doesn't care or do or all these things. It's just what's so. I think it was helpful to kind of remember that settling that happens, like even in my body, when I really just like reflect on the difference between what's so and all these other things that it's not, it's not interpretation, it's not other people, all of the things that it, in the reading that it's not, kind of like that, like coming back to that touch point is really nice. Yeah, I, I feel very similarly, I've heard it before and read it before, and I just, I think it's um, such a nice exemplification of just accepting reality as it is, not adding on wherever you're at. That is what so, whether you're happy or frustrated, or for me right now, I'm a little drowsy. Um, and so, <laughs> you just leave? yeah, rather than, and, uh, I mean, I always kind of feel like, oh, nice and relaxed since we just, we listen to the reading along with the, along with the listers here, just to kind of get us in that, get us in that headspace. And so anytime I do things like that, like reflect inward, it makes me kind of sleepy. And rather than like, oh, I need to perk up and I need to get with it, Jamie, you know, I can just accept like, all right, I'm a little, I'm a little bit sleepy right now. There are a lot of times where I can absolutely get 
pulled out of it. I mean, just with small things throughout the day. Like if I can't find something, if I've misplaced something, I'm terrible at keeping up with my phone, quite honestly. Like I leave it all over the house or if I misplace keys or if I'm running behind on something or whatever, I can get really frustrated and irritable like with myself rather than just accepting like, okay, this is how it is right now. And me getting upset and really worked up and piling on is is not going to add anything to my experience except to make it worse. You know, as you were both mm-hmm. talking, I was thinking, I think one thing I've loved most most about this is it's become a bit of like a language, right? So I did this as part of this year-long training program. Jamie and my mm-hmm. husband are now in that program. And so in the program, we would, you know, we'd even start with like, okay, so what's so for everyone right mm-hmm. now? You kind of ask that question or like sometimes, you know, we'll have a shit storm at home and things are all over the place and maybe I'm totally frustrated and it's like, well, it's just what's so, right? <laughs> so it becomes this like language or the shorthand yeah. that is a really nice reminder. So I think that... I think I have such a fondness for this because it feels very like powerful for me. And there's something in my body, you know, when I hear what's so that enables me just to like settle a little bit and like come back to like what is because I'm very easily like pulled out of what is. It's it's a nice offset to those like shoulds and oughts that I think I know I get caught in. And even it's a feeling in my body. I call it like being grindy. I think I've talked about that before, like the way you're trying to like grind things into gear or grinding, you know, other people down to fit into your little (laughs) square shaped hole or whatever. And that what so just kind of relaxes that because it's like it doesn't, I especially like the part like people should or shouldn't be any way. They just, it's just what so that there's no room really for shoulds or ought tos in what so. It just is. So and, far less judgmental. Yeah. Yeah. And and that idea of like people are always the exactly the way they're supposed to be because that's what's so. And I, I just, I love that. It just feels so like settling versus this like rigid expectation stacking of, well, you should be doing that, but you didn't do that. And so now I'm disappointed in that. So it's, you know, and I love that idea too of like, it's what's so and how you feel. Not that you feel this way because of what's so, but just that those things are both true. I love that. What about this idea? So they talk about aligning with what's so. So they say in there that like the only thing that will bring you grief or distress in life is when we don't align with what's Mm so. And when we do align with what's so, like we won't have that suffering as much. Do y'all think that's true? Or like, how is that true? If you feel like it is? Yeah, I mean, I I think so. Like when I'm able to get to more of a place of acceptance that this is you know, the naked reality of the situation, like there is more of a sense of ease rather than me trying to like force things and bend them to my will. I'm thinking about our our trip over the fall, Lucy, where our flights were canceled. I mean, and, and not just canceled, but like canceled. And now we can get you out in like two days. From yeah, now, like three in days the worst. Yeah, like in one mm-hmm. of the worst possible ways. Right. I mean, we got there, we checked in, we checked our bags, we went through security, got to the gate and immediately the flight was canceled. I was like, damn it. Why, <laughs> why couldn't they have told us this? Why like we were way still back in when, right? Uh-huh. Right. Like, why couldn't they have told us this, you know, then? And oh my gosh, it's going to take, you know, a while or whatever to get our luggage and, they don't have a whole lot of information and what are we going to do? Are we going to try to rent a car? Are we going to do all of these things? And 
you know, I, we were down in Orlando and I was thinking to myself, well, hey, we can stay an extra day in Disney. I don't mind, you know, <laughs> this, but the sooner I could get aligned with, let's get, you know, let's get our information. We'll kind of you, myself and my sister, like kind of split up and figure out what we're going to do and each take a task. And all right, this is what it is. I mean, there aren't any flights today. We need to to plan. The sooner I could do that, the kind of the easier it was to make those changes. But it was, I mean, I know I spent a lot of time fighting what was so. Yeah. Like I was mad. Like how yeah. dare they cancel? <laughs> like they couldn't have let, there was like this indignation, this righteous indignation. Yeah. And then this anxiety around where are we going to go? Yeah. How are we going to get there? Should we try to drive home? Yes. Yeah. We'll have to cancel clients, right? Yes. There was just, like, there was this kind of like sadness. There was this maybe excitement too, like this unknown. I mean, like a whole mix of things though. That really kept us just from like aligning. Yeah, it took a little bit. And I think like when a big wrenches like that are thrown into to plans, like I can, you know, it's a it's a struggle, especially if it's something that's unexpected like that. Like it may take me a little bit to adjust. And that's something else that I need to accept too. Like I also don't need to beat myself up for feeling frustrated, you know, with whatever it is that's going on. And that's okay. It's like that whiplash, right? Of like, whoa, I was really going down this path and oh, like irk, emergency mm-hmm. break. Like I'm not mm-hmm. going down that path anymore. Mm-hmm. It That takes me a while to adjust to as well. And I think it's almost like I, I feel like, well, no, I wasn't expecting this. So somehow that's going to change what's so that, that I was expecting to fly home. And I had all these expectations of how it was going to be. And I think about one time, John, and I slept through a flight and I woke up with all these, all this stress that, okay, we're not going to go. We're going to, we have all these tickets and we have, and John was like, no, no, we're going, we're just going to get on a later flight. Like that, that his like base was like, this is obviously going to work out. We just have to work it out. And my base was like, the world is definitely ending. Like everything's on fire. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so he was like much quicker. To much quicker. With like, this is what, so we, we missed this flight. Good thing about flights is there's going to be another one. <laughs> yeah. So, but I, I do think it gets me caught in that just like emotional upheaval that makes it hard to even like manage the situation. I think I also get into like the o- wanting to over control that really, takes me out too of, yeah, of just dealing with what's so. So what are some things that keep us from aligning with what's so? Like we've named some of them, like changes in plans or expectations, big emotions. Big emotions. I think that can really kind of take you out of, of most things. And I think that if you're trying to manage a big feeling, whether it's fear or sadness or anger, and also try to manage any kind of logistical changes. Those can kind of keep you on this like <laughs> spiral. Yeah, that maybe what you need to tend to mm. is the big emotional response first before you try and do anything else. Right. I'm thinking about over the, the holidays, we were supposed to have a big family trip to Hawaii to Disney's resort, Alani, and Robert tested positive for COVID the day before we were supposed to leave out. And you know, that with the pandemic, the trip had already been put off two other times or three other times. And um, so it was just kind of like this, oh, God, you know, and he was crying about it. And I got tearful about it. And it was just, you know, it was difficult because it was something that we'd been really looking forward to. I had had a really 
busy, kind of tough, like semester with clients and working at UNT. So it was something that I was really looking forward to, like this kind of like light at the end of the tunnel, this big reward. And then it falls through, through nobody's, you know, no nobody's fault. It's the virus is out there and people get COVID and, you know, it's unfortunately that that is what it is. And so it took a little bit like to deal with that like disappointment and you know you all were really sweet and sent me like this lovely little tray of like cheese and nuts and like shaved coconut and kind of Hawaiian-ish sort of things like it was lovely you know and so yes I we had to manage like our feelings of disappointment and sadness first before we can then you know get into to deciding to you know what we're going to do from there. But I think that maybe Jamie, like that was what was so for you in the moment. Yeah. What so is I feel disappointed. Yeah. What so is there's this loss. What so is I'm sad. Absolutely. But how we don't tend to go there. Like I'm thinking that situation where I would have gone is I would have been like so mad at myself, right? Like how uh-huh. could I have like gotten COVID? Yeah. Like what yeah. did we do wrong? We messed uh-huh. it all up. This isn't like I would have gotten caught in yeah. all of that rather than just like feeling the feelings mm-hmm. and like here's what's so. Mm-hmm. You mentioned through no no fault of our own. I think fault and blame are really something that pulls me out of what's so. And and usually it's self-blame and and but frequently it can be other people directed at other people. If you hadn't and if I hadn't and if they hadn't and if she hadn't, just this almost like that there's this parallel reality somehow that like these things didn't happen. And if we could only like click the button, we could be on that reality versus this one that's what's so when yeah or or if you if you get the reason like yeah. that that's going to somehow change the right. current c- circumstance yeah. right yeah like if i can place blame somewhere that that's going to make me feel better not really when i'm thinking that comes up a lot with like breakups yeah right so mm-hmm. you broke up with me i just need to know why it happened then mm-hmm. i can let it go then i'll have closure yes yeah yeah but there's that kind of striving looking desiring thing versus just sitting because sitting's hard, especially those of us that like to control, which I think is like everybody, like to control and like to eliminate the negative what-sos in our life. Like sitting with it can be really difficult. And it can almost feel, I think for me, like that's like impossible. Like I have to do everything I can to try to not sit there and try to avoid it when really that's so much more exhausting and overwhelming than just sitting with it. So how do you think if we were going to keep this reading in mind and encourage our listeners, like how is this helpful? I would say especially in times, and gosh, I feel like a lot of us have gotten maybe maybe inoculated, maybe just overexposed to these disappointments through, through COVID. I mean, that we've had these things of like having to sit with some difficult what's so, but that maybe that would be just a nice question to ask yourself with in periods of big emotion, I think, and especially with disappointment being that emotion of what is so, you know, the the trip to Hawaii is canceled. I'm feeling disappointed. Robert's feeling blame around it and or whatever. I mean, and, and then it doesn't have to come with this layer of judgment or is it right or figuring out like all of that, that it could just be like a nice, I don't know, I think in crises situations like that, it's it's very hard to think clearly. And this is a nice place to start. I think it can kind of be a grounding question and a grounding thing to consider. Yeah. And I think it like points you in the direction of like, what is that, the actual objective, like facts, the happenings that are going on right now? And then 
what else have I added on to it? And yeah, the interpretations, like what are the other layers? Like, can I pull the layers off and can I just get to the bare bones of what is actually happening right now and start from there? Because I think so, so many times, I mean, that happens with the interpretations that just happen so automatically can be really hard to slow down and actually see like, okay, this is what's going on. And it's, you know, I I think it's much easier to accept things if you are able to remove all of those interpretations rather than having, I don't know, a ton piled on. Less is more. (laughs) Well, that's something that I'm really learning in my life is how many stories I have, like Mm -hmm. stories and interpretations and how like the majority of my distress comes from that, that shit that I make up in my Mm -hmm. head. Mm -hmm. Right. And so just being able to kind of notice it and name it and um, come back to what's so around it, like just frees up a lot of like clutter. Well, I think naming what's so is almost like the first step to acceptance. Like I'm thinking about like the Hawaii Hawaii trip. Mm -hmm. If you were, and I'm sure you were at some points feeling, this is unacceptable. This is just unacceptable. Like, no, I cannot accept that we're not going to Hawaii. But yet that is what's so. That could keep you in a real tizzy for a long time of like, I cannot accept this this thing that I have to accept. Versus just saying like, yep, this is what's so. I feel like that's kind of a a first step in kind of whittling down and and kind of being able to kind of sit with what's real versus all these layers of like, this is unacceptable or this doesn't fit my expectations or I'm angry or I'm blaming or I'm, but it can kind of like be that first step of like validation. Yeah. And, and I think for us, I don't, I don't know that either one of us were really angry about it. And I know you're just using that as an yeah, example. Yes. Like extremely unfair. And, you know, we like literally shed tears over it. And, you know, I didn't want to start to get into the headspace of like, this is awful. And this is terrible. And we're never going to get to go. And why does this always happen? Like, you know, we we're I can, doing that for yeah. you. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but those thoughts, yes, like did cross my mind. Like, what the hell? Like, yes. oh my God, what is, this is the third time. Like, we're just never going to go. Third time on? was not the charm. Yeah, yeah no, no. Not, not in that case. But, you know, it's, it is, it's fine. It wasn't fine, but it was, it's manageable. You know, it's manageable. It was not the catastrophe. And I realized like, this is small problems compared to a lot of other individuals. And I'm not trying to minimize like what this was for me either. I'm trying Uh to, you know, like accept like what it was at the time. And we've rescheduled and hope to God fourth time's a charm. We're going to try to go in May. We'll see. (laughs) Well, and I I think there is this like feeling that can kind of come from all of the disappointment that a lot of us have had to tolerate over the last few years. Like we went to see Hamilton a few weeks ago and it was, I think we were going to go see it. And then something happened in our own lives that we couldn't go. And then we had it scheduled. I think it was basically the fourth time we went, we tried to go as a family to see it. And the entire time leading up to, it, I just knew something was going to happen. Like the other shoe was going to fall because I almost couldn't imagine that it would actually finally work out. And it did, but God, that really, it took me out of the moment. It made me really anxious. Like until we were sitting in the seat, I was really like, something's going to happen. Like the sky is going to open. I don't know. But like, this just doesn't feel like we really get to do this. <laughs> and so there is that kind of like, okay, this this is what's so that I'm feeling this way. Or like, I'm nervous that that's not going to happen. I feel like that happens a lot or it's happening more now. Yeah, I can relate to that. Like 
waiting for the shoe to drop. I mean, we just went on our cruise, right? And mm-hmm. you have to get tested for COVID there at the port before you can get on and get cleared. And so all up until that time period, it's just kind of like, oh yeah. my gosh, like, I hope we can get on. I hope we can get on because that would also be a really big disappointment. And it worked out and we had a great time. Mm-hmm. But there is some like magical thinking that creeps in. Like, I think I didn't really let myself get as excited for mm-hmm. it because I was like... It might not happen. And, you know, you you almost don't want to like jinx it. Like, but all of that is, again, like what's so is always what's so, but that all can be stacking on mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about what's so with regards to kind of circumstances mm-hmm. and like life happenings. What about in relationships? Because I think this also might be a really helpful concept, like interpersonally. Mm. I like the what's so around feelings, because I think a lot of times, I judge my own and those of others with some stories, right? Whereas I think the what's so just like I am angry, you are sad versus like you're, you shouldn't be sad or you shouldn't be angry. I shouldn't be angry. What's wrong with I think that that it can kind of help to just kind of tolerate. And both and, with feelings. And I'm thinking even like as a parent with yes. behaviors, like how often what's so like are my kids not aligning with mm. what I want them to be right. doing? <laughs> In a multitude of ways. And that's where it gets sticky because it's like, yeah, for the part of the reading that's like, sometimes you can change other people's what's so. And we can. I mean, we can change a lot of what's so for our kids. But then not their interpretation of it. That's right. We are limited. We are limited. Exactly. And I think too, like in romantic relationships, you know, not accepting what's so is, can get us into a lot of trouble. I mean, and we can make up all kinds of stories about why our partners did what they did or didn't do what they said that they were going to do. (laughs) And, you know, rather than dealing with the emotions that come with that, you know, if like if my partners let me down, um, I can go into like whole stories about who they are as an individual and kind of get into these extremes of they, they never do this or they always do that. So, yeah, I mean, I think it is helpful in in relationships to be able to look at more of the the reality of the situation, but it's it's very tricky. It's so much easier said than done. All right. Well, any final thoughts on what so as we wrap this up? I just like this idea of, of what, what so is almost being an invitation, like even starting with yourself of just like, can I name what so? And, and certainly situationally, but even emotionally, I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think... It's difficult to do, but maybe if you're able to look at when when situations don't go as you want them to, it's an opportunity to practice this, this what-so reality acceptance skill. It's an opportunity for that. For me, I think I also love the, the kernels of like non-attachment that come in here. Like they talk about you can never make a right or wrong decision or take a right or wrong action. Whatever you do will always bring you more of what-so. Mm-hmm. So this idea, there's just this big like mill with all this grist going through it and it's yeah. just what-so. Like here's more what's so here's more of it here's more of it mm-hmm. like we don't have to judge it i don't have to get caught up in doing it right or wrong it just is and there's something very freeing about that to me yeah all right well thanks for joining us we'll look forward to seeing you soon thank you for joining us for this episode subscribe to inspiration from the couch wherever you access your podcasts we always welcome your feedback Visit us on our website at inspirationfromthecouch.com. dot